the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Oh, good to see the market going up. <laughs> it's been going up a uh, um, pretty good the last few weeks. I've been actually pretty outstanding. Actually, if you go back to, oh, what date is it? The uh, October, right around October 12th, market bottomed out. Was down, it's down quite a bit from the, the beginning of the year. But since that time period, uh, you've got a, about a 16% increase, which is not bad. I'll take it. And the Fed uh, is talking about easing off on the interest rate increases. So that's good. Uh, economy's still pretty strong. It's, you know, it's amazing. And uh, valuations are actually a little bit better than they were uh, at the beginning of this year. In fact, you have to go back well over a year to find valuations that were a little bit lower. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit lower. So that's that's good. They went pretty high, and then they've come down. Um, bottom line is, it should be a pretty good holiday season. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just this time of year. Yeah, we just got back from Thanksgiving break, and I really like to take a little bit of time to just appreciate everything that that we have uh, the way that the uh, uh we've got so many blessings out there and then the news is so bad he it i would recommend that you don't watch more than uh, 30 to 45 minutes a day of the news um because quite frankly you know, bad news sells um bad news sells ads you know people look they it's kind of like passing by a, an auto accident everybody slows down to take a look and you know it happens oftentimes it causes another accident you know so it's the same way with the the economy uh, when things are bad and they're pointing it out you know, people have a tendency to focus on that and they have a tendency to stop slow down look get some people just recently who were thinking that well maybe i should take some money off the table i'm like not really that that's not not a good idea if you don't uh, look to corrections as a time to increase the exposure you have to stocks, you're letting your emotions get the best of you. Um, I don't know how long I've been doing this show now. It's quite a while. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I started in 1996. And not a whole lot has changed about the 
stock market out there, it moves a little faster today than it did back then. There's no doubt in both directions. It moves faster down. It moves faster up. Like yesterday, the market was up about 5% a day. Do you know how much that is? I mean, you're talking over a trillion dollars. Are you telling me that things improved by over a trillion dollars? Well, it, they did if you were holding all the S&P 500 stocks you know, and uh, a, lot of others, a lot of other funds as well. But it, is it really, in one day, can you really improve by 5%? So the bottom line is, it's never been easy. You know, investing's never easy and it's always hard. Interest rates now are, are actually back to a level where they have, are pretty attractive. They've raised them so much in the last few months that you've got to, uh, um, you know, people are looking at, I can tell you just my own clients have been putting a lot of money into short-term bonds or bond funds, short-term bond funds. You can do that now. And the yields are creeping up, uh, which is good. On the uh, if if they're short term, if they're long term, you know that that's another that's a horse of another color. Uh, long term bonds, not the best place to have been over the past couple of years. They they're down quite a bit. Actually, the uh, aggregate bond indexes are down quite a bit this year. And uh, despite the fact that they've bounced up pretty well over the past couple of weeks. And uh, I think that's um, probably, you're probably going to get some uh, more rebound. The news came out today that, you know, the Fed was going to lay lay off. But here's something that, that's really interesting. So the news didn't come out until today that the Fed might ease up on interest rates. Yet uh, the market bottomed a few weeks ago. Think about that for a second. A few weeks ago, market bottomed. So the market's been coming up while the news was really bad because the news just just recently, within the last 48 hours, it just improved. And the market had already been moving up and it was up almost uh, about 12% before that story came out. Now, this, this goes back to something that I've talked about from the very beginning on this show. When you're looking to the market for direction, you're looking to it for the the wrong reasons. You don't look to the market for direction unless you're looking in the future. Uh, and most of the time, it's it's still not even a really good indicator as to what's going to happen over a, a couple of years. I mean, so what you really should be doing is paying attention to valuations, which is fine. It's rare that they get super highly overvalued, uh, or at least stock prices do. They do occasionally. And when they do, you want to, that's when you want to pull back, but it's not going to be because the market's dropping. That's not the reason to pull out of the stock market. Why are you selling? Because it's going down. Now, if you're a trend follower, a, a long-term trader, okay. Most of the, the long-term traders stopped trading stocks a few years ago because the techniques don't work nearly as well as they used to. And, uh, um, but that would be a reason, but not because of what you think you see. And that's still the hardest thing for people to do is to deal with their emotions. They hang in there until they just, they feel like I just can't hang anymore and I'm going to have to go. And they never sell when the market's making all time new highs, by the way, you know, that's 
I don't think I've ever seen anybody <laughs> who was anxious to sell because they said the market, you know, market's going up. It's up 10% in a week or it's up 15% in a week and uh, it's peaking. Yeah, I, I, that almost never happens, but I get people calling in still when the market's going down. So, you know, you'd think at this point in time, um, I've been talking about this for, I don't know, since 1996 on the air and have known about it a lot longer than that. Um, markets are irrational. If you're not a long-term investor, and I know how boring that sounds to most people, believe me, it's not boring. You're going to get lots of thrills, both directions, if you're an investor, but you have to be patient. Patience is, is key. And uh, if you, if you want to make uh, a lot of money in, in stocks, be patient, diversify, um, that's, those are actually the, the, the two biggest rules. Be patient and diversify. Make sure the funds that you're in are not all buying the same stocks. You know, you can pull up the holdings on any fund now and you can see what's in the portfolio and you can do that online. You can actually do that for free. If you want to spend some time, um, going through the SEC's website, there's a uh, service called Edgar electronic data gathering, gathering and retrieval. Uh, it's free. The funds all have to file what they're holding every few months. So you can see what, what's in there. If you want to be really sure about what's in there, look at the funds turnover ratio and uh, only pick the stocks that don't turn over or funds that don't turn over a whole lot. Because if the funds turning, buying and selling quite a bit, those reports that you're looking at are probably out of date. So, but bottom line is, you know, I know what everybody wants to know. What's going to happen next? Well, it's more of the same. What are stocks going to do? Well, they're going to go up and they're going to go down and they're going to go sideways. <laughs> A lot of help, right? <laughs> well, it, it, it it's kind of my point. Trying to figure that out is, I mean, you might as well try to figure out how many points the Browns are going to score in the second quarter of their third game next year. It, it's the same thing. I mean, will they score? I hope so. I hope they score a lot. But the uh, I, I just wouldn't rely on my ability to forecast that. And uh, and I know a lot of a lot of people think that I can forecast uh, because I'm a professional. You know, well, and that's their idea of a professional. Well, you know, there are some professionals who forecast. They're professional fortune tellers, and they're probably about as accurate as anybody else is, <laughs> quite frankly. When it comes down to uh, forecasting what the market's going to do, what it's going to do over the next 10 years, I think it's going to be a lot higher. When I look at all the things that they're working on and the stuff that's being rolled out now, uh, it's going to be a lot higher. When that plant fires up down near Columbus from Intel and the plants from Samsung and, uh, oh, what's the uh, European country company, uh, ASML, they make the equipment for semiconductor manufacturing. They're both building factories. They're all three building factories down there. That's going to increase the capacity in the United States. It's going to make it cheaper a little bit because those things are highly automated. They don't need a ton of labor. But, you know, I think the new jobs the Intel plant was supposed to create, if they if they looked at everything, Intel's probably only hiring about 5,000 people. But uh, the, they do a lot of 
uh, sub work or they, they sub a lot of that work out. So you're going to have people moving to that area, to this area, to Ohio. And they, guess what? They're going to be paying taxes. I, I think things are going to be doing, Ohio's going to be doing incredibly well. And I'm just so glad we landed that big contract. That, that, that's amazing. But it's just not Ohio. It's the entire country. You bring the fabrication facilities here, that brings an awful lot of jobs to the United States in one of the biggest industries that's ever existed. So that's awesome. Healthcare still doing incredibly well. There's no doubt about that. Financial firms still doing incredibly well. And you know why financial firms are, have been doing incredibly well? It's because they've, they actually generate more income now in fees than they do in net interest. That's been that way for a long time, but that that's pretty good. What does that mean? That means they're not as reliant on interest rates to make their money. Now they're still going to adjust. They're going to try to, you know, they fight for every dime that they can get and they have to adjust. They have to raise uh, their rates when they, when the fed raises rates and they end up having to pay more money on, on their deposits and the money that they're borrowing. So they've got to raise rates on loans to try to keep that profit margin up there, but they make a whole lot more money on the fees than they do on the net interest. So that that's been that way for quite a while. And and it's a good thing. It makes them a lot more resistant to economic conditions, not impervious to, I mean, it still has an impact, but they've got a lot of other ways to create income than they had back in the, 80s and the 70s and you know before that so that's a good thing i like to see multiple sources of income in any business that uh, is just very reliant look at procter and gamble go to procter and gamble's website sometime and look at all the products there's a bunch of products there that i didn't realize you know years ago that procter and gamble made i'd been using them my entire life and uh, you go to their website and you're like, wow, yeah, I, I use it. Today. I didn't know that was from Procter & Gamble. And uh, so they benefit from a uh, an underlying economy that's just growing. Even if it's not growing, they make stuff that you have to have. And uh, they will protect their profit margins. What do I mean by that? If the their costs go up, they'll raise their costs because they know you're probably still going to use diapers for your kid. You're probably still going to wash your clothes. Uh, you know, all the products that they make are household uh, items and people are still going to buy them despite the fact that the economy might be going down or slowing down. Anyway, I hear the music. I got to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I was 12, and more than anything in the world, I wanted a new bike for the holidays. We had opened almost all of our presents and still nothing. Then all of a sudden, Dad reached behind the couch and pulled out this amazing red bike. I was gazing at it when suddenly I heard everyone else go, Ooh. My parents had given my older sister a one-pound tin of Peterson's cashews. I hated that bike. No one ever forgets a gift of Peterson's Nuts. To place an order, visit petersonsnuts.com or call 1-888-817-NUTS. Bad decisions limit future options. Make bad enough decisions and you'll destroy your life. Listen to The Plotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 6.30 here on AM 1420 The Answer. 
The flat line describes a mainline resistance in your soul to build on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. That's the flat line with Rick Hughes, heard every Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. WHK Radio.com, and Odyssey.com. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. W-H-K I heard your heart I see your pain Out in the dark Out in the rain Feel so alone Feel so afraid I heard you pray In Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early And we're back. That's right. Help is on the way. <laughs> so if you'd like some help financially, want to take a look at your your overall situation, see if I might have any ideas that might be able to help you out, feel free to call me in my office, 330-664-0700. You can go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. Just jot a note there. Uh, I'll either email you back or call you back, and you know, I'll try to help you if we can. And this is normally a pretty busy time of year, by the way, because anybody that hasn't taken their RMD out had better get it in their request in pretty quickly. If you're required to take a required minimum distribution out, uh, you don't, you've got a few, only a few days left because the major brokerage firms, uh, the custodians, 
they typically require that you get that in by the end of the first week of December. And I know a lot of people who try to wait until the very last day. Well, if you wait past the first week of December, the custodian has the right to not process that until next year, which means you could end up paying penalties on top of the taxes that you're going to owe. So my suggestion, don't wait. (laughs) Make sure you get that you know, beforehand, Uh, if you're getting a monthly income from your, or taking monthly income from your IRAs and you're unsure whether or not you've met the requirement, you know, just call your advisor really quickly. Um, most financial advisors, unless they're tax preparers are, are going to have to refer you to a tax preparer. And I got one who's uh, on retainer. His name is Bob Klingman and he's an enrolled agent. Uh, so I'll just refer him to them and he can check that really quick for you. And for clients that want to check that out, they call him and, uh, uh, basically, you know, he doesn't charge them for it. So that, that works out pretty good. If it's not, I mean, if it's something small like that, I should say in, uh, anyway, um, got to get those, uh, distributions out there before the second week in December. I remember having somebody, now if they're listening to this show, they're probably going, oh yeah, I would never mention anybody's name, but I've had people call with 15 minutes left on, on the, for the day on December 31st, <laughs> thinking that, they're, you know, I'm going to get this distribution. Oh, I got to get it and I have to get it. Yeah. Well, they see the brokerage firms don't care about what you have to do. Uh, they know what they have to do. And if you wait that late, there is no guarantee that that, I mean, you're, that's too late. That's one of the reasons people like that are part of the reason that the custodians have all said, look, if you don't get it in past the first week of December, we're not going to guarantee it. Now I use three huge custodians and they are all right around the same date. They give you up to the first week in December because they've had, they've all been deluged and swamped every year by people trying to wait, trying to squeeze out every little dime. By the way, you're not taking much money out. Even if you're in your 80s, you're still not taking a lot of money out as a percentage of that account. So it shouldn't be that, you shouldn't be hanging on trying to make extra cash that way. It's just the, uh, it, what, what's that old saying? Long, uh, long run for a short slide. Well, that's like running a marathon for a three-foot slide. <laughs> so just get that stuff in there. And, uh, you know, our clients, we work with them. We start, we start contacting them in August. So August emails go out. September emails go out. Uh, October emails go out. And uh, until we get the instructions and try to get those things done as quickly as possible. And again, it's, it's not going to affect how much you have to take out, incidentally. Um, will the market be up or down? Your guess is as good as mine. Anybody who's trying to tell you that they can forecast what the market's going to do in a one-month time period has no idea what they're talking about. They just don't know. Now, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, I'm just saying they just don't know because if they do know, well, then they're a liar and they're, they're at one point, some point in time, that's going to cost you money. So I'm just going to assume that they don't know. They just don't know any better. 
because if they did know, they wouldn't give that advice. Anyway, I'll get off my uh, stump there and get back to some real stuff. But uh, yeah, tax planning is the uh, tax planning is rough. You know, th- oh, this is something that came up. I, I was reading about some taxes and and this guy supposedly had supposedly had close to five or six hundred million dollars in a Roth IRA. And I'm like, Roth IRA? You, you cannot, there's no way. You would have to live longer than Methuselah if you were contributing the maximum amount that you could contribute into a defined benefit pension plan. If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. That's the one that allows you to put the most money away. So if you were doing that, you would literally have to live uh, maybe a hundred years <laughs> to be able, yeah, more than a hundred years to be able to accumulate a hundred million bucks that you're going to put in a Roth IRA. And see that kind of stuff drives me a little nuts because those stories were going around all the major papers. It was on CNBC. The uh, I was like, you know, I know they're just reading the uh, uh, news wires, and so it's not their fault. But I'm just thinking, do, do people not realize, and and they don't. People don't know that the reporters didn't know that. Why don't they know that? Well, because they're reporters. You know, they're, they're not financial advisors. And a lot of financial advisors just, you know, looked at it and went, wow, I wonder how they did that. <laughs> so it's just, it's just not possible. Okay. Um, I mean, you're, I, I forget what the actual maximum is. It's under a half a million dollars a year. So think about it. You got under a half a million dollars a year. How many, how long would you have to live to be able to have several hundred million in a Roth IRA, in, in your pension plan? That you could then convert into a Roth. I mean, yeah, a hundred years or more, and just nuts. So anyway, don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> don't believe everything you hear on any show, including mine. Go check it out for yourself. I I do that constantly, and uh, so, and it's hard. You know, every year there's about oh a ten to fifteen percent change just in taxes. Uh, just in the internal revenue code. And so, you know what that means? Every five or six years, it's all new. Everything has changed. All the requirements, all the uh, rules involved. So um, I guess I, I shouldn't complain. It's part of the thing that, that keeps me employed. But uh, I just think it would be a whole lot nicer if they would, you know, just not so fast. <laughs> but uh, nah, it's okay. And uh, here's one of the things that you know I've been talking about for for years, and it just still doesn't seem to uh, resonate, or people forget, you know, or they come in and they say, "Well, I know that's what you tell everybody else, but this is just me. <laughs> Can't you do this for just me? You mean twenty five percent a year so that you can meet your retirement goals? Um, well, no, I can't. You know, let's see." Uh, Nobody can do that. And actually, most people are going to have an incredibly difficult time generating returns of you know seven or eight percent a year. And I know that the market's up twenty percent in the last month. It's also down twenty percent from its peak a few months ago. So uh, percentages are something I think should be taught to kids when they're around twelve. 
and I wish they would use stock market data. Number one, it would be great because it changes so much that they'd get a lot of practice uh, calculating all those numbers. They'd, they'd get really good at it. Number two, they would become really good investors because they're they're doing this, and this is being implanted on their brains when they're like 12 years old, so it wouldn't be that shocking to them. They would get up into their 20s and go, market's down 50%, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's normal. <laughs> And they would be much better investors. And a lot of people in my industry, they just try to kind of gloss over the fact that you know markets are extremely volatile. And where is that a problem? Well, when you get close to retirement age, if you're a year away from retirement and the, and the market's down 40 or 50% from where it was two years ago, okay, that's going to give you a, a much different outlook on your future. So uh, if you didn't know that going into it, if you knew that going into it and you had, let's say you had a 60-40 portfolio, you're probably only down somewhere around 15% or, I'm sorry, 60, about 30%, which is still a lot, but that's that's when the market collapses. That you know, it's happened four times in my lifetime, so uh, it's not that frequent, but you don't want to get caught like that. So if you had 40%, 40 to 50% of your money, if you're within... If you're within five years of actually starting to have to take money out of your accounts and you're going to have to take more than three or four percent, you should probably have a 50-50 portfolio, 50% fixed income. I know the last few years that hasn't been very attractive because the fixed income has been paying so little and anybody that went and purchased other than super short-term bonds end up paying for it because the average average bond funds down now this year about 15%. So thought you were, you know, they, they thought they were being safe. Uh, a lot of financial planners who are not investment advisors or, or they are investment advisors because they take this one course in there and nobody pays attention. Uh, <laughs> but you know, they get caught they're blindsided. They're blindsided because they're like buying the aggregate bond index. Those are high quality corporate bonds in a lot of cases. Why are they down so much? Well, because the average maturity is like 10 years from now and interest rates are going up and nobody wants your bonds that you have to hold for 10 years when the short term bonds are paying more than them. So the prices drop. This is one of the worst years for bonds in a really long time unless you were holding short-term bonds. And even the short-term bonds are down a little, but they're just not down nearly as much as intermediate or long, long-term bonds are down more than the stock market is. And that That's crazy. That I didn't think I'd see that in my lifetime. And now I have. So I guess live and learn. But what do you do in that case? Well, that's where the fixed annuities, when you get older, they look a lot more attractive. Because those rates are fixed, they're not going to go. They're not going to go up or down uh, because the Fed changes interest rates. Whatever the rate is, whenever you buy a fixed product like that, that's the rate that you get. They're typically more competitive than CDs, but that's because they have some catches. If mo- the vast majority of them have a penalty if you sell it early, um, the some of them don't, but the vast majority of them do. And, uh, but their interest rates generally are 1% to 2% higher than uh, regular short-term rates are, like a one- or two-year CD. So you, you get a, a slightly higher interest rate, and it's tax-deferred. So if you're not spending that 
money, the interest is reinvesting and it's on a tax deferred basis. You don't have to pay taxes on it until you start taking money out of it. So that's a good thing. Uh, so if you want to know more about that, if you'd like to see what current rates are, what you might be able to get, then just give us a call or go to the website, bullingtoncapital.com. And uh, on that, I think I have about 40 or 50 seconds before I have to take a quick commercial break. So I'll just give that website address again. It's bullingtoncapital.com. And you can also call us 66, I'm sorry, 330-664-0700. That's uh, 330-664-0700. And I'd be glad to talk to you about any of this stuff. And, and I am working on something. I don't really want to talk a lot about it. It's it's something for clients that's going to help clients and for, for people who want to become clients down the road. Uh, it's a very helpful tool, set of tools, actually. It's going to make your lives a little bit easier. Right now, I'm going through the training on it, and uh, I guess you'll have to stay tuned after these commercials to hear a little bit more about it. And uh, this is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. I'll be back right after these messages. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Some things in life are optional, but indoor plumbing isn't one of them. So if your drain stops working... Fixing it becomes priority number one. So call Wyatt Works. We'll come out, get your water flowing again, then scope your line with a camera to show you exactly what you're dealing with. Most of the time, cabling or jutting is all you need. Problem solved. And on the off chance you need more than that, we'll be really glad you called us because we offer repair options that the other guys don't have, along with financing for bigger jobs. In fact, if you called someone else first and you're not sure they're on the level, call us and we'll scope your line, show you the images, and provide a second opinion for free. Plumbing isn't optional, but you've got plenty of options who to call when it stops working. Why not choose the hard-working, straight-talking, do-it-right plumbers at Wyattworks? Consider it done at wyattworks.com. License number 30185. No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. 
Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with Our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owner sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. Was thinking to myself, made a list of all my mistakes. Oh, I wish I could have run to you and tell you all about my heartbreak. And I wondered to myself, wait a minute, am I even on the right path now? Had a couple wins, but I got knocked down. But I know that you are here right now, and you say, Ooh, sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. Ooh, and we're back. You gotta get up, up again. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you'd like to reach out to me, my website is bullingtoncapital.com. There's a contact us page there. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, fill out, the, if you have a question, if you just want me to contact, reach out and talk to you, uh, type it in there. Uh, oftentimes people just, I, I think they think they're signing up for my email newsletter. And uh, <laughs> so there's nothing there. But then I call them and they're like, I, I don't remember even... <laughs> <laughs> not everybody, but, uh, so, but yeah, I'd, I'd be more than happy to talk to you. You know, I, I'm looking at, um, there's a scan I like to run and it's stocks who are moving up very quickly uh, when they're moving up right now. And, uh, it's kind of interesting. It, it's actually really interesting because it, sometimes it can give you a really good idea of what's going to happen. And, uh, I think that that's super cool. Um, right now, there's a company, Dr. Horton, and it, it's a big home builder. And I know it's rising because interest rates, you know, they, they say that they may drop interest rates again. It's got a relatively low valuation for the industry that it's in. Uh, it's been a lot higher than it is right now. Um, yeah, probably 50, 60% higher than it is right now. So it's interesting that it's already starting to move. And then the next stock that came up on the scan, I don't even know that this company is. It's called Tapestry. I'm assuming that it's probably uh, window dressings, probably super expensive <laughs> window dressings. And uh, it's not down nearly as much uh, from its all-time high uh, as uh, DR Horton was. But this is a really fascinating one. Bath and Body Works the price to sales ratio on it is one. 
Um, the average for the industry is right around one, one and a half, which makes it not super cheap. But the stock's at $43 and the, uh, it was 84 bucks back in the, the December of 2021. So it's off 50%. The price to sales ratio one is, is not super low for that industry, but these guys, I don't know if you've ever been in a bath, what you know, bath and body works. The stuff in there is really inexpensive to manufacture and they charge a pretty decent price for it. It's actually, uh, it's not bad at all. They have good sales, but my point is that the profit margins in a business like that are pretty good. And if you know anything about technical analysis at all, it just broke above resistance on a relatively uh, high day of volume. It was probably about 75% higher than its average 50-day volume. So if that means anything to you at all, and if it doesn't, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. But if you like that store, Bath & Body Works, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think the fundamentals look pretty good on it. And here we are coming close to Christmas time. Uh, last Christmas, it got up to 84 bucks. It went all the way down to 26 This year, right now, it's at 43 So it's, down, it's still down by half. So just thought I would throw that in there. You know, it, when I used to run a whole bunch of the money myself. And now I just like, I'll pick out stocks like these. And uh, and I like that company a lot. Uh, I don't think it's a, a fast grower because they, they've got so many locations now. But uh, evaluation on it's not bad, and, and the share price is in a good uh, place, and retail is actually starting to pick up a little bit. So, you know, all that stuff and might be pretty good. There's another one that uh, comes to mind because my uh, future sister-in-law <laughs> owns a beauty shop, and they like to get a lot of their stuff from Ulta. Uh, Ulta's at a 52-week high right now, as similar as ULTA. It's uh, got an interesting chart, but uh, the price-to-sales ratio on it is two. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is Ulta makes hair care products and that kind of stuff. They're, it's, a, it's a really nice high-end store. I don't know if you've ever been in one or not, but I was dragged through several times. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was there voluntarily. <laughs> but... Bath and Body Works also has the profit margins are probably extremely similar. They might be a little bit even higher on Bath and Body Works than Alta's are. Alta's selling at twice the valuation that Bath and Body Works is. So which one's the better buy? Probably Bath and Body Works, but Alta looks pretty good too. There's a, a food company, uh, Mondelez. They make a, a ton of stuff. I just can't remember what it is. A lot of it, uh, they sell outside of the United States as well. And did you know that uh, about 50% of the revenue from the S&P 500 stocks comes from overseas, uh, especially the top 50? So you take the top 50 stocks, which which make up more than half of the S&P 500, and they get nearly half, or and a lot of them get, yeah, and they get nearly half of their revenues outside the United States. That's one of the reasons I haven't been real keen on loading up on international stocks because when you buy uh, funds or stocks that are foreign, that are outside the United States, there's a thing called a currency risk. And when you are, uh, um, let's see, a, a company in America, one of the auto manufacturers or computer uh, technology manufacturers, when you sell outside of the United States, if the exchange rate moves against you, you can wait 
to bring that money back. <laughs> so you have a, a big advantage there, uh, a huge advantage. And it's the same thing with the uh, uh, foreign government. A lot of them are listed in the United States. They do a lot of business here and they can kind of work with that. But if you're invested in purely foreign, mostly foreign companies and they're trading on their own exchanges and you're buying it in a fund here in, in America, exchange rates can cause those stocks to go down, even if the stocks were actually up in their own markets. So a little too complex for me, <laughs> especially when I know I have a lot of international exposure just through the very large American companies that sell all over the world. I think at one point in time, the best-selling car in the world was a Chevy Cruze. And because GM had a big plant in, in China, they were selling very few of them here, but they were selling a ton of them in China right before China opened up an identical factory a few miles down the road. <laughs> and I guess that's what you get. But the uh, anyway, um, some other stocks coming out. Gilead Sciences. Ooh. That's a biotech, and biotechs normally have huge valuations, and this one's only 2.85. It's less than three. That's not a lot for a biotech company, and uh, so and it, it's been running like crazy over the past uh, couple of months. Let's see where it is. A, uh, yeah, it's just now getting back to, nope, it's all-time highs. We're actually in 2015... And around 123 bucks, and it's at 83 now. That, that might be a good one. So the symbol on that one is GILD. Um, I, not good enough for me to run out and, and break my neck trying to buy it before the end of the day or the end of the week even. But uh, good, solid company. I'll have to pull up their financial statements when I get home and uh, see you know if, if it actually makes sense from a valuation standpoint. But the chart looks really good. Uh, I know it scares a lot of people because they look at the past couple months and go, wow, that thing's up a lot in the last couple months. Yes, it is. And uh, you know what happens uh, when a stock goes up a lot in a fairly short time period? Oftentimes, it brings attention to the stock and goes higher. And if it doesn't, I will actually turn around and get right back out. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. Uh, but anyway, especially if I'm trading it. Now, here's one that that should be most people's favorite. I like to trade this stock. I, I've been in and out of it over the years. I haven't made a ton of money with it, but I'm uh, net positive on it. I guess if I uh, go back and add up everything, but, and it's Netflix and Netflix just broke above its six month high. Uh, yesterday's volume before it, when it was creeping up on it was a little bit higher than its average 90 day volume. And uh, it's closed right near the high of its day, uh, right near the high of the day yesterday. So it's coming up a little bit. The, the price to sales ratio is 3.33, which is not too bad, especially for a company like Netflix. Um, it's not like they're making automobiles or refrigerators. You know, those have very small profit margins and they got a lot of ways to mess up. Well, these guys are selling video over the internet. <laughs> that is the... Uh, that's pretty wild. Uh, profit margins have to be a lot better there, I would imagine. Uh, although they are, uh, they they're producing a ton of their own content. That's risky. You know, that's really risky because if you spend a lot of money to get the the very popular actors and actresses, and then uh, 
nobody watches it. It's a, uh, you know, it's like nobody going to see something at a movie, except that people are, are uh, um, paying a monthly fee and uh, they'll get at least some money out of that. But, but that's what's good for Netflix. If they can get more people subscribing, you know, that, that it doesn't cost them to add uh, or it costs them very, very, very little to add new subscribers. Uh, so I kind of like that business. Uh, a lot of other people have liked that business a lot because it was selling for $691 uh, in November of 2021. And now it's down to 300 bucks. So the valuation at that point in time had to be super high. Yeah. It had to be somewhere around seven. So you're paying $7 for every dollar's worth of sales. The long-term average on the uh, S&P 500 is like two and a half, uh, two to two and a half. The, uh, I think the S&P is right around three right now, but um, Netflix is at 3.33. So if you're telling me that Netflix is only as good as the average company out there, I would say, you know what? I think they're a little bit better than that. So if you wanted to buy a few shares of that, I, I, I don't see any problem with that. Um it's it's very difficult to trade unless you're going to use about a 15 to 20% trailing stop. Your initial stop loss should be a lot tighter than that. And uh, incidentally, if, if you don't like this type of speech, I have to apologize because I've gone for months promising that I would talk about individual stocks and I'm just not getting around to it. <laughs> and these are companies too, by the way, that you could invest in. Um, the ones I'm talking about, uh, they're good companies. So if you weren't to, you don't want to overload or put, you really don't want to put more than four to 5% of your uh, total net worth in any stock. I just wouldn't do it. I don't, I don't think it's worth the risk anymore. Uh, so if you're, if you got a portfolio, let's say you got a portfolio and it's 10% of your total. Well, or 20%, let's say you put 20%, I'm going to manage 20% of my money myself. All right. So if you only put 20% of the money in one stock, 20% of 20% is 4% of your total. You get that? So you haven't got more than 4%. And that's a really concentrated portfolio. So if you're putting 20% uh, of the of that account into a stock, okay, you're only going to be able to hold five stocks. But if that doesn't make more than up more than 20% of your portfolio, I think you're fine. You know, and it keeps you interested. Uh, it's something to do. It's a hobby that can actually make you a lot of money, especially if you get good at it uh, or you have a lot of luck. I'd, I'd rather be good than lucky, though. I, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I always kid around saying I'd rather be lucky than good. I'd rather be good than lucky because sooner or later, when you're lucky, your luck runs out. And when that luck runs out, and you not then you get uh, then you get exposed to yourself. Wow, I really didn't know as much as I thought I did. Yeah, that's true. And um, I only gave the one financial planning tip out today, and that was get your RMD paperwork in a little early. I'll start to talk a little bit more about that kind of stuff, uh, you know, basic financial planning. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about funding college, uh, you know, college for your kids or your grandkids. We will actually uh, go into a lot of other topics basic financial planning topic. So if, if there's anything that you'd like to hear that you'd like me to address on my show, just go to bill at bullingtoncapital.com or email me at bill at bullingtoncapital.com. And I'll be glad to do some research on it. If I don't already know what the answers are and, uh, and talk about it. Cause you know, think, like I said, things are changing all the time. They're increasing by the way, next week I will read off what the, 
uh, maximum contributions to IRAs and Roth IRAs and, and uh, non-deductible IRAs. I'll, I'll bring that up for next week. So if you want to tune back in, I'll tell you how much you can put away in those uh, in those things. And, you know, I'll probably do the uh, 401k plans, too, because they change those every year. You can put up to uh, uh, you can put a lot of money in. It, it's really fascinating. Again, everything changes over time. So whatever we're talking about next week, will probably change a little bit by next year. And four to five years from now, will be 100 percent different. <laughs> So keeping up is, uh, it, it's kind of fun. I mean, if you like doing that, if you like to play around with numbers, uh, it can be very fun. At some point in time, we'll talk about doing a uh, conversion from an IRA to a Roth IRA uh, to be able, what, what's the best way to do that? By the way, there are some things, the best way to do it is not the best, there's no one answer for everybody, I guess I should say. Depends on an awful lot of things. Your tax bracket being one of them, uh, your age being another. And uh, so there's some things that you're going to have to make some assumptions on, and I'll let you know what those are, because there is no one right answer for that. That's one of the things that just drives me nuts about marketers. The, uh, the marketers are all out there. Well, if you're not doing it this way, you're doing it wrong. No, <laughs> not always. In fact, hardly ever. Uh, whenever you hear that tone of voice and they're telling you you're doing something wrong, um, salesman alert. <laughs> There's a salesman out there, yeah, and not a it, 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 not a good one. A, a good salesperson takes a look at it, his customers or clients' objectives. What are you trying to accomplish? You know, what's the best way to accomplish that? And uh, that's probably one of the areas where people get hung up the most. And it's hard, you know. How do I do? I give more money to my grandkids than I do my kids when I pass away because their mother has passed away early. Uh, do I uh, put it in a trust and don't tell anybody where it is? The uh, What kind of features do I want to have on that trust? There's so many things that, that, that come up during people's lifetimes that are really tough to know what the right answers are ahead of time. But uh, that's what we struggle with. That's what, that's what we are paid to deal with. Anyway, I hear the music. That means the show is definitely over. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck and good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.